friends, I'm Ruth Day. I'm your recovery coach, and I am here to empower, inspire, and motivate you to finding a better life. I'm here sharing my passion for recovery in hopes that it'll help you realize that you're not alone on this path and that there is hope and there is life after recovery. Hey, friends, I'm Ruth, and wow, let me tell you, I am having a day. I tried to come at this sounding a little more polished and a little a little less intense, but I'm just going to be myself right now. And I have been adulting really hard today. And you know, you have those days where you just have to show up and you have to be a grown up and you have to take the high road. I've had to do that a bit lately. And I actually have just, just pulled out of a bakery parking lot because <laughs> I have had so many difficult conversations today that I, I bought myself a really big oatmeal raisin cookie. Not advocating, you know, substituting food as a numbing mechanism, but as an occasional treat, uh, I think we're all right. So when things get difficult in your life and nobody's life, in nobody's life, do things not ever get difficult? Um, I think that was one of the biggest mistakes that I made when I was drinking and even when I wasn't drinking, when I was just straight up thinking about the world, was that I thought that everybody had their stuff together. Everybody knew what they were doing. And it was just me who was an absolute screw up and had no clue what was going on. And I, I still, I have to remind myself of that, that everybody is making this stuff up as we're going along and that everybody is really doing their best with the tools that they have. Now that said, I absolutely need to remind myself of that, that it's okay if I don't feel like I'm getting things just right all the time, or even if I feel like I have absolutely messed up every single thing that I have done today, this week, or for the last six months, whether that perception is accurate or not, most likely it's not, but that we're all figuring it out, that we all make mistakes. And also, I'm reevaluating my opinion of what a mistake is. We tend to think, or I did, what I used to think was that shuffle along, do everything perfectly, don't don't get too crazy, and everything will be all right. And if you make a mistake, holy cow, well, that's the end of the world. And if you make a mistake, it says something about your value as a person. And if you make a mistake, well, there's no going back, and that's it. It's over. Life is ruined. And I was really, really good at creating a catastrophe or catastrophizing. Do you ever do that? You have this one little thing go wrong and the next thing you know you have spun it just out of control in your head. So I, 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 I still have that skill set in my head and I still have to remind myself that at any given moment, like say right now as I'm in my car going to get groceries and dog food after buying my rather large cookie, that yeah, I'm having a bit of a rough time right now. But overall, in the grand scheme of things, I'm fine. And there's nothing that I could do right now, drink wouldn't make worse. The other thing that I try to remember and remind myself is that when things are difficult, or that's when you get a chance to see who is your tribe, who are the people who have your back, and it's not always the people that you wish it would be. I have some friends that I have known for, for years and years, 
and our kids have been friends since elementary school. And I would so love for a couple of these people to be my rock right now because they've known me for so long. They know my kids, but they can't. And that's, you know, it's not where they are. They are not able to be that support and that they, they are fighting their own battles. They are doing the best that they can be. And I can spend as much time as I want being resentful, getting upset because so-and-so doesn't want to have anything to do with me if life isn't perfect or is not comfortable talking about anything other than what's great about her new house or the new outfit that she just got from Stitch Fix or the bike trip that she took to uh, the Netherlands, biking for two weeks. So as long as we stay on those topics, maybe gardens, maybe a little bit about food, those, those are the safe conversations, and she's not comfortable going anywhere else. And I can wish all I, all I want for her to be different, but that's where she is. And that's also the case with my mother as well. My mother and I have some conversation topics that, again, are about the garden, the nice things that are happening with the kids, uh, the garden, dogs, did I mention the garden? Oh, and we'll also talk about books and very occasionally about movies. But that's that's about it. And that is the depth of that relationship. And again, I can make myself crazy saying, well, my mother should be this or should be that. But there's that word, should. And that is a word that has personally made me more miserable. I learned early in recovery uh, the expression, don't should yourself. Because you will make yourself absolutely miserable imagining how people should be, how the world should be, how a relationship should be, when really the only thing that you have is what is. And the only thing that you have control over is how you think about it and how you look at it and then how you react to it. So like I said, things have been stressful lately. And what I have to remember is to turn to the people who are the ones who support me. And I have three or four people who I can call and just completely fall apart or vent or, you know, actually be myself with. And, and what a precious, precious gift that is. And if you had talked to me 10 years ago, I never would have guessed who my tribe would have turned out to be. You are the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. So be mindful about who you spend your time with. And I, you know, you can't not spend time with some people. You know, some people you live with them, they're your family, you, you work with them. And they might not be the most nurturing people. And if you're sober, if you're, you know, if you're not drinking, you will occasionally be put in situations where other people will at the very least be talking about drinking or maybe drinking. But the people that you spend the most time with, that's, that's who you are the average of. So if you're spending, you know, your five people that you're spending the most time with are alcoholic or at least drink heavily or drink to cope or however you want to look with it, odds are you're going to end up drinking with them. If the five people you spend the most time with 
are happy, supportive, accepting people, then odds are you're going to be happy, supportive, and accepting, and and you will you know be that in their relationship as well. And you know we we sort of fall somewhere in between. We might have one person. That person could be our significant other, a spouse, a child, a parent. Who is not who we strive to be? Who is perhaps who we are striving very hard not to be like? That might be one of the five people that we spend the most time with. But after that, you know, you can start to choose who you hang with. And I could beat my head against the wall, wishing that certain people in my life were unconditionally supportive. They're not. So what I do is I limit my time with them. I make boundaries. And boundaries are one of the healthiest things you can do with people in your life who do not serve your greater good. You can love them. You just don't have to spend all your time with them. You don't have to think about them all the time. Love them anyway. So the people you spend the most time with, choose wisely. Choose in a way that honors yourself and choose people who make you feel better about yourself and especially those people who make you feel better about yourself when you do not feel that way. Those times when you feel really awful and you're thinking, I cannot do this. I cannot cope. I cannot do another moment of this. You don't want to hang with the person that says, yeah, that's right, loser. You can't. You've never been able to do this. We all have that person in our life. We want to hang with the person who remembers what we're like when we're doing well and who will remind us of that when we're not, when we're having a hard time, when we think we cannot do one more moment and we cannot deal with one more thing. When we are sitting on our very last nerve, the people you want to spend your time with are the ones who will be supportive and that don't mind when you're not doing well and who are also the ones who will celebrate your successes. Because we all have those people as well that when you do well, they're not necessarily celebrating with you. They might be giving you a bit of side eye. There might be a little competition there. And ultimately, and in the end, it is not a competition. And as women in, in relationship with women, we can forget that somehow somewhere along the line, society has set us up to think that we are in competition with each other and that, you know, to celebrate one person is to not honor another person's struggle or to focus on someone who may be struggling does not honor somebody who might be doing well. We can do all these things. We can hold all these realities at the same time. It's not a competition. We work better when we work together or when we all do better, we all do better. And as women, and I mean this applies to men and any relationship, when we are collaborative, when we look for common ground, when we hold each other up, when we see when someone is suffering And instead of knocking them down a little more or instead of distancing ourselves because it makes us uncomfortable because that could be us one day, instead of doing that, showing up for each other, 
holding each other up. And then being able to let go of past injuries. I, I just got off a phone call with someone and I didn't really realize how angry I was with her until, you know, I picked up the phone and she said, hi, Ruth, it's, and I went, oh, wow, you're calling. Okay. But be prepared to be open, to consider other possibilities. So I guess, you know, what I'm saying, and it's, it's been, like I said, it's, it's been a day and I, I do have a cookie, but I also have my tribe and I know who I will reach out to and I know who will support me and cheer me on and tell me that, no, I know you got this, you can do this and what can I do to help? Those are the people I'm going to connect with. Instead of trying to connect with people who I think should be supportive, should be all these things that they're not, I'm going to let them be. I'm going to maintain my boundaries and I am going to connect with the tribe that holds me up. So today, and maybe you can journal about this, maybe you can just sit for a couple of minutes in your car and think about it, but think about three or four, one or two, or even just one. That one person who is your tribe, that person that it doesn't matter if you show up with your life falling apart, eating ice cream out of the container, that they will let you in and sit down and maybe eat the ice cream with you. Think about reaching out and connecting with that person, being a support for that person, and then maybe putting down or letting go just a little bit of the resentment that you hold towards people who you think should behave in a certain way and the people who should have your back. Because ultimately, the world should be a lot of things, but it's not. It is, it is what it is. So save yourself some resentment. Spend your energy on those who uplift you. And then look around, see the five people that you spend the most time with or who you give the most emotional energy to and decide if this is an average that, that you want to strive towards. Just food for thought. I'm going to reach out to my friend. There might be ice cream involved. But take care of yourself today. And if you're having a rough day, know that it will pass. Know that situations will pass. That there is a tribe out there. There is support for you. If you want to talk to me, go to chatwithruth.com. Click on the 30-minute clarity call. We can chat. You can listen to other podcasts. I'm always going to have something on here that you can use. You can download the five actions that you can take now that'll make you feel a little better. Take care of yourselves. Go easy on yourselves. I'm Ruth, and we will talk soon. Maybe you're in recovery. Maybe you're coming out of recovery. Maybe you're sober curious. Listen to this podcast. See what you think. If it resonates with you, hop on a call. Go to chatwithruth.com. Click the 30-minute clarity call, and we can talk. I'm Ruth. I'm the Recovery Coach. Thank you so much for spending part of your day with me. We'll talk soon.